Hello, welcome to the 205 Vibe Podcast, where we discuss topics related to Rockford Public Schools and the larger Rockford region. I'm your host, Earl Dotson Jr. So, speaking of, of that, because we, we, we talked, we touched upon a little bit about, you know, student achievement and the achievement gap and how this has just been a historical hurdle and a problem for for many in our community to uh, you know reach the levels and I think you had mentioned you know the role that poverty plays in some of that um, I'm curious you know when, when we talk about the most important person or people in a child's life as it relates to education I would argue uh, oftentimes there are your parents first. It starts there or your family and whoever that may be, right? It could be a grandmother, aunt, uncle, um, whoever that is. I'm curious as to your thoughts on what role, because um, we don't get to pick our parents, right? And, and everybody's situation is different. But what, how important is the role that parents play in the rearing and education of their children? I think parents' role is very important because teachers are only with your students for so long. And then with when they're in class, they have uh, 19 other students with them. So, yes, they're going to teach abroad, but that one-on-one is so important. When my son comes home, we spend that one-on-one time going over his homework, going over his, his, uh, his, his, his um, reading, his math. Um, we go over that, and I think as parents we have to make the extra step. I know that you're tired, you're working two jobs, and but the education is just as that important too. I, I get it. I'm, I'm a father that has, um, uh, like I, said, I tell everybody, I have seven daughters now with the twins, and I have one son. And so when I talk to my son, I say, you're the only boy I got, so you got to get it right, son. So... Um, so you got to have that conversation with them. My daughters are doing good, um, and they're not all not all of them are not straight A students, but I drive them to to read. Um, some of them got disabilities that that I have nobody. You know, we just kind of we work with it, we roll with it. Um, but as parents, you have to step up, and I believe parents. Um, I I I think it's almost broader that it's a state are city-wide issues because sometimes I believe parents don't know how to be parents. Uh, and that's bigger than 205 RPS. It's bigger than us. It's um, we're, Yes, we are one entity that that can help and that we get the the first reaction, oh, this, the, the students are bad, the students, they're not learning. Some of it we can take the blame for. Some of it we can improve. Yes, most definitely. But some of it has to be taken on to the parents and to the community. Um, so uh, I remember the days when um, churches, I'm a faith-based individual, churches played a bigger role. Some of that has corroded. And so it's a community problem. Um, but like you said, this the district should take the lead on that. And I believe we are taking steps to take the lead on how to make partnerships, and we're doing partnerships. And I'm, I'm grateful to be a part of that conversation of partnering with um, the Y, partnering with um, United Way, partnering with uh, different organizations um, that's going to help our students. Because the truth of the matter is, 
parents can't do it all, but we, but we, but we do have some expectations of parents. So having said that, right, so we've talked a little bit about the role of parents. We've talked a little bit about uh, teachers, particularly African-American teachers who you think um, would have a greater impact on particularly minority children's education. Um, so having, having talked about those two groups, how do you then feel as a, as a school board member when the public uh, comes to a school board meeting and they yell at you and the rest of the board. They yell at, they say it's a superintendent's fault. Um, and, and so, so how do you feel when you're, uh, you know, you're at, you're hearing and listening to folks um, who tend to lay the blame at, at you all's feet? Uh, what, do, what do you, what do you, how do you feel about that? And what are your thoughts? I guess on to, that? It's, to be any anybody that wants to be a leader first has to listen. So I do listen to what they have to say. Um, because their concerns are valid. And so as I listen to them, they're saying that my, what, what they're truly saying is my student, the students or the children that we have are not learning, and we don't, we don't know how to improve this situation, so we have to blame somebody. So I have to try to hear their cry, and so much to say. And so... I don't take it personal when they come and they have these conversations because I, their heart is saying that we need answers and we don't know what to answer. We don't know. We don't, have, we don't have the answers. And so it's easier to blame somebody that can't fight back or say anything back to you because as board members, we really can't say anything because some, most of the time we know the behind-the-scenes situation. And so we just, you know, we, we're kind of quiet. But um, it... it, it, it how do I feel? I guess I feel at times frustrated because I'm on your side. I, I want the best for the students too. And so um, you come in and yell and, and um, you, it's your right to have a voice. I want you to have a voice, but I think if we can have a, a communication or a dialogue, we work better than you just getting up there yelling. And so I'm looking for more of a dialogue. And we look for your support um, to have a voice and the input because we have volunteers. And so we look for them. So, so I, I, I hear they cry more. So when you, you, you hear them, right, and that, that, that's important. You hear exactly what, you know, you feel some of, the, some of their pain and some of the frustration. You know, what, so when you, when you hear some of these, uh, not only what you hear at the, at the school board meetings, whether it's something you read on social media, somebody calls you about a particular issue, um, I've found that oftentimes it's just people who don't have uh, all of the information or have all of the relevant facts. And so I'm, I'm curious, uh, how do you, um, you know, what, what do you think is the biggest kind of misconception or misperception that when people have issues with the, with the school district, what is it that you think that they, um, that they don't understand about the school district? The people that are on the board actually do care about the students. I think, and a superintendent, I believe, cares about, I believe the cabinet cares about the students. I believe even the teachers, I think everybody cares about the students. They just have different um, different ways of of implementing it. If that's, yeah, they have different ways or they feel this is the best way. And so that's where we have a... a dispute or argument or disagreement on. Um, so I think the big, biggest misconception is they don't care. It's about money. And no, it's not about money. 
as a board, the board members that I talked to in Division One on One had deep conversations of what direction do we want to take this school district, um, and they have they have concerns, and they have um, they share their concerns, but it's not a quick turnaround. I think people expect you to implement something and there's going to be a quick turnaround within the next two hours. No, I think some of it is it's going to take time. And I, people don't, we don't like to wait. We don't, I mean, I, I hate to wait on my popcorn. It takes me, what, two minutes, huh? <laughs> so I think um, some of it is um, they think it's going to turn around within 24 hours. So you, you've, uh, I've, heard, I've heard you mention Dr. Jerry's name, the, the, the current superintendent. You've, you've talked a little bit about his cabinet. You've, so you've been here about a year now. You said a little, little over a year, entering your second year. What's been your observation, I mean, just in a relatively short time you, you, you've been here, on how, on his performance? I mean, how, how do you think he's done uh, in, in his leadership and the team's leadership um, in terms of, you know, tackling some of the, some of the big problems in, in, that face education? We have big problems. I mean, it's, um, we have issues. And I, I, <clears throat> I, I, when I look at Jared, I see him as a visionary, honestly, because he's, um, he has different things, ideals that he wants to present, and he's great at presenting them. I think sometimes his management might need to, um, could use improvement. Um, but his vision, he's a visionary. And anybody that knows or sees Jared, they should see that he's a visionary. And things that he has had put in place, the district is better than it has been the last seven years uh, since he's been supervised, since superintendent. I know different ones would disagree, and that's your opinion. But he has um, he has put us on the map in a lot of areas. Now, education gap, education um, the gap. Uh, I've, and I say this, I said sometimes individuals' weakness, you need to put other people around, that's their strength. So it makes a balance. Um, Dr. Jarrett could improve on, like I said, the managerial, and people around him um, should pick up his slack. That. Fair enough, fair enough. That's a thank you. I, that's fair. Um, so when you so you've been here a year, you have uh, approximately you know a little over two, almost three years left on your term. You know when you when you when your time when your term is up and you um, what do you what do you hope to look back when your time is up here on the board? What do you want to look back and say that you've moved the needle on, or that you were a part of, or that you feel that you've accomplished that you will have accomplished? You know what 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 do you want to what do you hope to see in, in terms for your vision of what you know what when you leave here what will you have hoped to have accomplished <clears throat> i will hope to have accomplished or uh, what i would love to see is that minorities leave in every minority lead children lead students lead in every chart in reading in math in everything that they are the top instead of the um the lesser um we I think we have the potential. I think we have the skills. I think we have the staff. I think we have everything that it takes. Um, I just think we just have to put a plan, agenda together to make it happen. Um, do I believe it happened in four years? 
It could be. I'm not going to say no because I'm always optimistic. So, But uh, it's going to take work, and that's from the community buying in. That's not just District 205. That's the city. That's everybody that we partner with to buy in and say, this is going to be our number one priority. We're going to spend our, our, our money on this. We're going to spend our resources on this. And um, I've seen other cities that have done well. We can do the same thing. Just a few more questions. I really, really appreciate your time. I really, this is a fascinating conversation. So I really thank you for being, uh, not only being a guest, but also just being very honest uh, uh, about how you feel and answer the questions. One of the things that, I, that I'd like to do and uh, is, uh, I call it my top three. Three is a good number. Uh, so just to get a little bit, just to know a little bit more about you. Um, one thing I do want to say is you mentioned your daughters and you, you just had recently, we're blessed with two twin baby girls. So I want to say congratulations. Uh, what are their names? Kaja and Kaja. Kaja and Kaja. Yes. Congratulations. How's that been, man? You man, know? awesome, awesome. We um, we named her Kaja because my wife's friend um, passed away about two years now. And so we wanted to honor her. So we named her Kaja after her. Um, and then, okay, of course, Kaja came with the Kaja, Kaja. Kind of match it. All right. So, but um, starting all over, my youngest is 10. Um, and he's the boy. And so to start all over from 10 years, the gap is um, exciting. But at the same time, um, I'm not as young as I used to be. I have more patience. But at the same time, you know, we don't get around like we used to. Or, or <laughs> you know, but I love it. And I don't remember getting up at 2 or 3 o'clock in the morning when I had my other babies. I remember getting up, but it wasn't so, we weren't so tired. All right, we didn't have, um, I wasn't exhausted, but now I'm a little, I need my sleep, you know. A little older, I need my sleep. <laughs> but I love it. I love it. I wouldn't trade it for nothing in the world. Um, most of you, many of y'all know that for, for four months, my daughter was in, um, University of Chicago hospital and she had, um, uh, she was up there for, for, for sugar, insulin. Um, my wife was going to get me because I could never give the, the, the terminal of the name correct, diagnose correct, but it's, um, it's, it's baby diabetes. So it's another name, another term, another for it, but for um, just a brief, it's baby. It's a, a diabetes, and her sugars were so high that they had to transfer to University of Chicago. She stayed up there, and they were able to get her back together. So now she's home with us, and we're loving it. So on a personal note, God bless you and you and your family. And uh, again, we're very happy that they're home and healthy. That's yes. a beautiful thing. So, last thing, top three. You are stranded on a desert island. Okay. What's your What's the one your favorite movie that you gotta have? Oh. Oh, okay. Um, that I you're think just gonna watch. You know, what's your favorite? When somebody say, put you on this. What's your favorite movie all time? I think all time. Um, we have to go back to coming coming to America. That's a That's a classic. Yeah, that's a great yeah. movie. Um, Favorite food, uh, you you honey, you can tell your wife. Look, my, my favorite meal. I want you to cook, or or it could be out somewhere. Okay. Uh, but if you had to either go somewhere or if you want to eat something that you just you, you love, what, you what know, would that be? I love grilled food, um, steak. 
Um, you know, I'm I'm a, I'm a person that loves to get home and we just grill out. I can do that. Give me give me a good steak, a ribeye, um, porterhouse. I mean, give me a good steak, and th- I can go with that. Nice, good steak. And then lastly, um, your favorite musician or group. Who you who? Why you out there grilling? Who you, who you who you who you got in? Who you to? Who you listening to? Who you got? Who you got in the in the boom box? You know, I love Pandora, and right now, um, um, I love listening to. Uh, they said Jay Moss, um, um, Cat and Jones. I mean, these are gospel uh, rappers, gospel singers. Uh, that's what I love. Awesome, Mr. Anthony Dixon. Thank you for being here, Sub District A man. We appreciate it. We wish you nothing but the best and much success moving forward. Thank you for joining us on the 205 Vibe Podcast. Please join us for our next episode. If you'd like to comment on the show, please call us at 815-490-4117. Leave us a voice message and tell us what you think. Thanks for listening.